NextGen Talks is an initiative of PwC Nigeria's NextGen Club, featuring family business owners, NextGens, successful entrepreneurs, and professionals. NextGen Talks, shaping the African family business narrative. Welcome to episode three of NextGen Talks, an initiative of PwC Nigeria's NextGen Club. My name is Chinasa Kenogu, and I'm the host for PwC Nigeria's NextGen Talks. The COVID-19 pandemic, like never before, proved the vital importance of strong digital capabilities for businesses. But only one in five family businesses say their digital transformation journey is advanced, though they continue to believe digitization is a top priority. In the 2018 PwC Family Business Survey, 80% were worried about innovation and technology. This suggests strongly that as imperative as it may seem, family business still struggle with adapting to the use of technological innovations, a situation that usually occurs as a result of generational differences. On that note, the topic for this episode is digitizing the family business, getting the buy-ins. Joining me shortly on this episode of NextGen Talks is a young Nigerian entrepreneur who's made strides in the technology space and understands the importance of digital transformation. But first, listen to our Next in Talks nugget for this episode. Moving faster along a digital journey requires an understanding of the value of data and analytical tools, as well as a commitment to upskilling your workforce. You should also recognize that digital transformation must be a part of a cultural shift that is supported by highly engaged leaders. Our guest for this episode of Next Gen Talks is Inyolua Aboyeji, also known as Inyi. Inyi is the general partner and co-founder of Future Africa, a platform that provides capital, coaching and community for mission-driven innovators. He is passionate about partnering with missionary talent and capital to build an African future. Inyi spent the last few years as the CEO of Flutterwave, a business building payments technology and infrastructure to connect Africa to the global economy. Prior to helping co-found and lead Flutterwave, Inyi co-founded Andela, Africa's largest engineering organization with over 1,000 software engineers, which has received investments from Mark Zuckerberg and Google Ventures, amongst others. Inyi holds a bachelor's degree in legal studies from the University of Waterloo, and he sits on the board of several institutions, including Paris's Share Africa Project, Rainbow Educational Services Limited, and Filmo Reality. He is a World Economic Forum Young Global Leader, a Forbes 30 Under 30 honoree, and a member of Nigeria's Industrial Policy and Competitiveness Advisory Council. Welcome, Inyi, and thank you very much for coming on NextGen Talks. Thank you very much for inviting me. Fantastic. So we'll just go right into it. You heard our Next Gen Talks nugget for this episode, and I would just like you to share your thoughts on this part of the nugget, which is you should also recognize that digital transformation must be a part of a cultural shift that is supported by highly engaged leaders. What say you? Yeah, I mean, I couldn't agree more, um, Chinasa. Um, the, the reality is um, when people think about digital transformation, there's always an attempt to make it look like what what is being requ- what is required for the for the business to become another business right um but but that's not that's not the idea right the mm-hmm. idea really is that you know 
a business is transforming itself, mm-hmm. um, recognizing that there are changes in society right. led by technology, that it has to adapt its business too. And that's what the big idea is um, when it comes to to um, digital transformation. But for that to happen, mm-hmm. right, um, you know, the groundwork has to be, first of all, an understanding of your users and their changing needs, right? right? Um, and that's why the engagement is actually the most important. Mm-hmm. Um, but secondarily, it then has to be backed up with a, a workforce that has an understanding of the changing needs of, of, of your of your customers, right? Sure. Um, and and has a grasp of new ideas and new thinking and new paradigms um, for solving the problems that they have. There are solutions that parents would never consider mm-hmm. to problems um, that we face today. Yeah. But because we're young and we have a certain way of doing things or mm-hmm. thinking about things, we're willing to consider these out of whack um, um, solutions. And they sometimes um, very much happen to work. So you do need those young people that are going to suggest the ideas of time um, as solutions to problems. Fantastic. And you know, it's interesting that you talk about um, not seeing it as a new business, but in truth, maybe making it even better, making it more efficient, you know, um, enabling the business. And that's maybe the narrative that needs to be sold to the older generation. And maybe that's their fear. You do realize that, you know, the topic we're discussing today is digitizing the family business, getting the buy-ins, understanding that the older generation are a little bit reluctant to embrace these sort of technological changes or innovations as they were. And the next gens whom... Uh, digital nature natives you know so to speak are more um eager to to tow this path but covid has shown us that we don't really have a choice right so before i go into more questions i would just like for you to you know share your experience with us as an entrepreneur and your views on digital transformation um so what i've learned you know in my my time in business is that mm-hmm. the biggest focus has to be the customer Regardless of what kind of business you are, um, you really just have to be extremely in tune with the needs of the customer, with the changing needs of the customer, and with where the customer needs to be to to be able to even generate more revenue to continue to be grateful to you for the service and to continue being a bigger customer. Mm -hmm. And and in realizing that, um, I think whatever kind of business you are, um, there there are different kinds of advantages and disadvantages. So, you know, with many family businesses, the things that make them excellent, um, you know, are sometimes things that also make them uh, tricky places. You know, you have on one hand, you you know, it's um, a length of service, lots of generations of acquired skill in a particular business, you know, understanding how things work, um, you know, building things, you know, these things are very important. Right. But the other side of the of, of, of the house, um, to be very honest, is um, tough to retain talent. There's nowhere for them to go. Right. Um, you know, it's a family business, so it's actually the family that run it. You know, they're sometimes very conservative because it's just their entire family. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't take the kind of risks that you know you can take with somebody else's business. Right. Like that. Okay. And I think what what really helps on the journey of digital transformation is really understanding that things happen at your own pace right right and rush you mm-hmm. um into a digital transformation journey however you can take baby steps um in advancing towards digital transformation sometimes it's investing in an adjacent business as a family just okay. to see what 
you know, what these young people are up to. Right. Um, sometimes it's, you know, working with a small company, a startup, to improve your process in some way or the other. Mm-hmm. These are things you can do to add up to this family business. So, yeah, I mean, my experience um, is really that that focus on the customer has to be at the center. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where they are, where they need to go, what needs to get done. Mm-hmm. The people around that are very important, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Particularly the family and how willing they are to push for more from their customer than right. their customers. Right. Um, and then, but most importantly, right, um, the idea generally should just be, you know, small experiments and then scale up what works and show what doesn't. The willingness to do that is really key. Fantastic. I mean, you're sharing your perspective and your your experience as an entrepreneur. And you did mention that, you know, in your time, you have had the opportunity of working or being exposed to family businesses. And I think one question I'd like to ask is, in that experience, you know, have you seen that challenge where one generation is trying to digitize the business and where the older generation is reluctant to accept it and you know from looking from the outside what did you think could have been done differently you did talk about taking its baby steps right but some people would argue that in the times that we're in you just need to move very quickly because you don't want to be left behind yeah um i mean i've seen things like that before and mm-hmm. what i've learned is you know one, you have to create a framework for digital transformation okay. within your firm. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh-huh. There are parts of, of your business that are that are friendly to digital transformation and there are parts of your business that perhaps do not require as much innovation. That's so true. To be very frank. Fair enough. I'll give you a good example. I mean, like, look, if you're a business that sells, you know, a certain kind of service to high net worth individuals, right. you know, you can't just tell your people to go e-commerce. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, you're selling a product of millions of dollars to family, high net worth family. Part of the benefit is that they know you and you know them. And True. You know what I mean? That like, personal touch. There's, there's a service element to that business and business and all that. I want to advise you to take that, like, digitally transform that process, right? Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Absolutely. But there are probably things about where you source, how you source, what you need to do. Um, how you build products, how you appeal to the, the design and stuff. And you can subject to a digital transformation process. Mm-hmm. You can build new units um, that appeal to a different segment of the market that's yeah. perhaps not the high network mm-hmm. that can leverage digital transformation as an enabler. But what, what I suggest usually is create a lab. Just build a lab. Okay. And when, I, when I say lab, I don't mean a physical lab with lab. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean just an area of the company where your whoever is driving this transformation, the next gen or whatever, can experiment. Right, that makes um, sense. And but make sure that as you send them into that lab, they have context about what the business actually is. Of course. I think the worst ideas have come from people who have an idea of what the business is, mm-hmm. but don't really understand what makes the business tick. They haven't really had the opportunity to have the knowledge mm-hmm. fully transpired to them. I don't know if you get what I'm. Trying I do. To say. Yeah. And this this changes everything. It does. Uh, it will stifle the entire. You spend process. all your time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, you spend all your time, you know, um, pushing, 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 but you, you don't get very far that way. Yeah, you because you don't have the brains, so, because people don't understand. Because they don't really understand the business. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think my advice usually is create a lab. Okay. At the very least, 
would learn the business, would learn to understand the business. But in create um, a lab, would this also be beneficial to the older generation, right? Because this again may look like something that's peculiar to the younger generation. Do you think that's like one of? I mean, so maybe it's not a surefire way to get their buy-in, but are you suggesting that it's one of the ways to at least get their buy-in? So that's that way you're testing and showing. Yeah. So it's almost like a show and tell. I think definitely. Yeah. And what I've seen some really good families do is really deepen that intergenerational solidarity. Okay. By regular meetups of the family to talk right. about the business and what and different perspectives. And I find that when the older generation and the younger generation get together to share ideas, yeah. evidence, and so on and so forth. I don't want to call names, but I, I worked with this one family that okay. we used to organize demo days for. Oh, right. Right? And basically, you know, the older guys in the family would sit down and mm-hmm. the younger people would sit down mm-hmm. in, in this, you know, really nice room in, in Southern Sun. Right. And they would tell us, bring businesses in our area. We want to talk to them together. Mm-hmm. Right. And so after each company comes and pitches, they may give money, but sometimes they just ask themselves questions. Oh, what do you think about that? What do you mm-hmm. think about that? And there's so much knowledge about how things, what has been tried before. Right. Right. And failed. And what is new that is shared in that conversation. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. You get what I'm trying yes. to say? Yes. Yes. And, and that family has managed to stay relevant. Right. Because of that intergenerational interaction. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know if you get my point. I absolutely do. And you know why I get it? Because this sounds to me like what is referred to as digital openness so which is basically the openness of the family business to digital transformation and you know one question i was going to ask you is is that do you think there's an african factor and what you've described to me sounds almost foreign where the older generation are actually happy to sit in that room and hear those pitches so i think that definitely it's um one of the paths, that openness needs to happen first for them to be interested, to even understand and see how these things work and, yeah. you know, across generations. Well, so, yeah, I mean, this, this is a Nigerian family, by the way. So fantastic. Good to know. Good to know. But I think that there's something to be said for power distance within families. Okay. You know, so if you have a patriarch who's like, Thundering, you must do my will. Right. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very hard to have that conversation. Yeah, um, but true. I feel like the, the nature of families are changing, such that you know this is not the 1970s. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I think you have a new generation of parents who are much closer to their kids, mm-hmm. um, much more willing to listen to their perspectives on issues. Very true. And so it's an easier sell. Yeah. Um, and I think for those who are not following that path, you, you have to, right? Because your kids are your eyes and ears into the world that's right you know and getting them into the family business is not a function of just giving them the md title the day you feel like you need to go retire yeah that's <laughs> you, gotta, you know you gotta ease them into the business to get help them understand what are the deeper secrets of doing the business mm-hmm. the families mm-hmm. i've worked with that are amazing and it's not just one family or two family or three families okay it's several right mm-hmm. i've worked with where you know this intergenerational solidarity where the daughter can talk to the father and say, Fantastic. hey, I don't agree. Yeah. And this is how I think we can run it. And this will give us better results. I mean, these are critical. These are very, very important. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, fantastic. I mean, so it's refreshing to hear, you know, that you've worked with a lot of Nigerian family businesses and you see that intergenerational um, connection and conversation going on. So that, that suggests to me that at least there's some level of openness going on. So from the BWC survey, um, we found that 40% of the next-gen family members from 31 countries say that they feel frustrated because they can't communicate their ideas on digitization to the family members. Um, I think that we've sort of touched up on this, on how best to engage um, the older generation. Are there any other tips or ideas from your experience interacting with these family businesses on the best way to communicate their ideas on digitization yeah. to the senior family members? Yeah. I think, I think to run a family business, well, you've got to be very curious about what the core of the business is. Okay. However mundane it sounds. So, you know, some of my best friends who are, you know, family business owners. Okay. Or next gens themselves. Sorry? So are they the family business owners or are they the next generation? They're the next generation. Actually. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I wouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how best friends were. I don't have friends were. I mean, I have older friends, but I mean, I, yeah, you know, okay. it's a family business. Right. But uh-huh. they, they tell me about how they started in the family business and okay. what I find admiring about the approach they took mm-hmm. was even though they come from very heavy technology backgrounds and they had mm-hmm. all this knowledge about how the world works, yeah. they still humble themselves to understand at a very granular level, what is the, the work that delivers us profit every day, Fantastic. right? Mm-hmm. And I find that, you know, and this, to be very fair, um, these are, you know, I found a lot more receptiveness to doing that kind of grunt work from like the Lebanese families and Indian families. Okay. Um, um, you know, because, and, and, and they can speak intelligently about the business. You right. know what I mean? Right. Um, and, and you know that they're not BSing in terms of like, they're not trying to make their business uh, a US business or a UK business, right? right? They're just trying to deal with, this is the business we have, right? Now, that makes them a lot smarter about where technology can actually play a role. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Because yeah. it's not just a window, it's dressing there for Absolutely. Come, the, the, the knowledge of where technology can help comes from a deep place. Of understanding. You understand the what The core I'm of saying. the business and what makes it tick. Um, I was saying that what makes these, these guys exceptional is that they have a very deep business of the core of the business, right? Mm-hmm. They have they have absorbed a, a historical knowledge of how, um, what has been tried before and failed. Right. Um, they have um, an understanding of, you know, where, what the leverage points of the business are. Yeah. They, they know the flaw. A lot of these guys are in like manufacturing, mm-hmm. piping. I mean, you can imagine, I have a friend who worked for a global multinational tech company. Right comes back to Nigeria and he's in the you know in the pipe business. Wow. <laughs> how do you, you how do you I'm bring saying? technology so into that? Why uh-huh. we do piping, right? Yes. Um exactly, exactly. But you see he's thinking about how you bring technology into that, but in very different ways from say a consultant who's never been in the business. Right. Right. Or or somebody who has a cursory understanding of his family's business. Gotcha. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. I totally do. And um, and that's you know that that's that's the difference I think oftentimes is right. that you're dealing with somebody on the other side of the table who understands this business just as well as the older gen, yeah. But at the same time, understands where technology and innovation can help them achieve 
the right kind of competitive advantage, whether yeah. it's cost reduction, mm-hmm. value addition, um, or retention, right? Yeah. So they're not they're not talking somebody who's uh, who always like has all these fairy tale ideas. Right. right. The guy knows the business. And knows he knows it. what will move the needle. And he's focused on that. Fantastic. So, I mean, in a nutshell, what you're essentially saying is it's easier to get the buy-in of the older generation when there's a clear, when they have the comfort that you understand the business and what, you know, what's critical to the success of that business. And then they can be more open to whatever um, technological innovative ideas that you have. Makes perfect sense. But you did mention, you know, the Lebanese family. And I'm thinking, okay, so is it, is that the same? Would that be the same? And would the hold true for you know the Nigerian business businesses that you've interacted with. Yeah, I think I guess the difference, um, you know, with the Nigerian businesses, my I think my what I've noticed yes is that the Nigerian businesses maybe bring their kids in a little later. Okay. Than the Lebanese and Indian families do. Right. Um, and there's you know there isn't perhaps as much um, dinner table conversation around what the business is and what kind of challenges. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. So, and also, when they bring them in, they kind of bring them in at a very high level. They don't give them an opportunity to work their way up the floor. Right. Um, but I find that that those are the more deliberate about bringing the, the the members in to work the floor and kind of grow. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, um, um, help. You know, they, they they're able to instill a much sounder understanding of the business. Fantastic. Into their young ones, mm-hmm. and um, and this helps. When they suggest technology innovation, they're right? able to buy. I mean, they have friends, they have peers, they have mm-hmm. you know people like me. They'll ask me about stuff, yeah, and I'll tell them what what I can. And it's a lot easier for me to have that conversation with the next gen than it is for me to have the conversation with the parents, right? Of course, because <laughs> <laughs> I can challenge your thinking. I can I can suggest things. I, I wouldn't be able to do that with, with the uh, older generation, a sixty year old doyen of industry. <laughs> Yes, 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 yes. Yes. But you see, in you, so that's, you see, there is that African (laughs) factor. You know, I think you need to be this way about it. Yeah. You are saying there is an African. So there is that African factor. If even you are thinking of the challenge of interacting with the older generation and giving them ideas and um, knowing that there's a potential of them not being as receptive. So it's that, um, for me, it's that. You know, our patriarchal norm of I'm the I'm the founder and I'm the I'm the owner and um, I know what's best and not necessarily open to to any new ideas because I think I know if I'm the vision holder I know where this is going and I know what's best for, for, to get us there. On the other hand, I do hear you when you say that yeah. if I'm able to also then demonstrate, hopefully the other party or the older generation is a bit more open. If I'm able to demonstrate deep understanding and communicate to you, you know, convincingly that, you know, your business isn't changing and this, in fact, is going to take it where you're going to, then there should be, it should be easier to sell to them. Okay, so thank you for that. I'll just have you answer one more question before we end this episode. And it's just to for you okay. to share your thoughts on... Um, so for my survey, right, um, there's been suggestion that an optimal approach is to have a digital advisory board in the family business that comprises um, you know both external and internal parties that are digitally savvy what is your opinion on this is this indeed an optimal approach so my, my opinion is there 
there, there, there are many good reasons, right, to to have a, a, a digital advisory board, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but but the danger that that people who go this approach uh, and face is basically you're going to create like a, a schism between the cooperating entity and the digital advisory entity, um, and, and and it's dangerous um, primarily because you you, you can create a, a challenge for yourself. Um, where you know the people in the cooperating entity look at that digital advisory board as a bunch of people just saying their stuff, and it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy because they don't have any any understanding of the priorities of the company and, and everything, right? Yeah. Um, and this this can be this can be challenging, but I think that um, a, a, a better way to do it, in mm-hmm. my opinion, is to have a respected digital um, somebody who, with understanding of digital. A little bit of understanding of your business yeah. on the actual board. Just one young person that you trust or that your family trusts. You know, give your next gen one board seat. Okay, makes <laughs> right? sense. On the board, right? Um, have the next gen themselves on the board. Okay. So that way, they can they're in a better position to kind of steer the core operating company mm-hmm. into the new the new approach, right? Right. And people would naturally. Because everybody knows that the next gen is, is leading the company, they wouldn't naturally question. You understand in the way that that people will also information would likely travel to you as the patriarch, um, um, you know, as a chairman or the patriarch or yeah. the owner, mm-hmm. master. I don't right. know if you get what I'm trying to say. Absolutely. Because they can tell you over dinner, they can tell you, you know, so kind of do that to, to keep an eye on things. But don't. My advice is don't. Um, I, I I I worry about creating. A standalone institution, right? Yeah, you're you're gonna get into trouble, right? right. So essentially, what you're saying is to have um, experts incorporated into the existing board and maybe of a younger generation as well to be able to represent, you know, that generational young younger generational view, correct? Yes, yes. Fantastic. Thank On you. On the actual board. Not On the actual board. Not, yes, uh, absolutely. Not as a separate standalone. Absolutely. That makes sense. So thank you very much for that, Ingi. And um, we're going to end the episode with you sharing your two top recommendations for business continuity or succession planning in Africa with your experience working okay. with different family businesses. So, you know, what yeah, would you yeah. recommend? Okay, so I think I think the first recommendation, if you don't mind me making that three, my, my first recommendation Absolutely. is clarify your who you serve. Clarify who you want to serve. Clarify who you serve and, and clarify where you want to take them with your product. Okay. It's very important that everybody understands beyond the what you do day to day, why you do what you do, uh, especially when you're thinking about digital transformation. Because right. This is the part that gets lost um, oftentimes. Mm-hmm. You know, people just know that, and then they start doing digital transformation for the sake of it, right. and, and nothing happens. Right. Mm-hmm. The second thing: get your younger people involved in the actual business. Right, so that you can build trust with them, right? Um, to be able to give you suggestions about how you can optimize, or you can add value, mm-hmm. or you can retain customers in your business, okay. or build a relationship with customers in your business, right? Because that's what digital transformation enables you to do. Right. It enables you to either reduce the cost, increase value, mm-hmm. and retain customers. Right, <laughs> right. That's Absolutely. It. Anything else, digital transformation cannot do it. Those are, you go talk to your banker or your governor or, you know, your <laughs> politician. Jesus is going to do more than those things. Right. Right. Okay. Um, so, so start to get your kids 
involved in the business so they can start giving you ideas. Right. And over time, build an interaction with them where you can shut down the ideas in a friendly way mm-hmm. and you give them an opportunity to, to build build out some, which leads me to my first, third point. Right. Create a lab. Assign right. a budget to a lab, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? It can be a different brand of your business. Okay. And you say, hey, kids, this is your own side of the business, right? right? Experiment. You on the main, main side, you're yes. on the board, you're all that, but this is your side of the business. Okay. Experiment here, I'll give you, you know, 200 million or 100 million or 50 million mm-hmm. for you to experiment. Mm-hmm. Anything that works really well here, bring it to my side. <laughs> <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. That's, that's what I advise. Yeah. So, Inyi, I'll just that's ask, I, I know I, I did say this was the something. last. Yeah. Fantastic. And yeah. I know I did say that this is the last um, bit of the, the episode, but I'm just curious to know. So, do you see yourself being a family business? owner and um basically inviting your next generation into the family business and what you do differently well, to be very honest i have a two-year-old right okay <laughs> so uh-huh. i i i don't i want to see what she's interested in okay i'm not emotional enough about businesses to want to hold on to them forever uh-huh. i see them as vehicles for god's work so okay okay i love them and leave them so okay. I don't know if I'm a family business type of guy. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you for but sharing if my, that. But if my daughter wants to get into the business, right. well, sure, why not? Why not? But I, I'm the kind of guy who's just going to find investors and, and yeah. work with them. Like, so you just build, you know, operate, and transfer. Give me my, my regular return. Like, mm-hmm. Let me go. Let me be. <laughs> well, fantastic. Fantastic. Thank you very much. Amy. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. And it's been a, a very engaging conversation. Yeah, thank you very much. Absolutely a pleasure being here. Fantastic. Talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Yeah, bye-bye. Bye. We have come to the end of this episode of Next Gen Talks. Thank you for listening as always. Next Gen Talks is an initiative of PwC Nigeria's Next Gen Club featuring family business owners, next gens, successful entrepreneurs, and professionals. Next Gen Talks, shaping the African family business narrative.